Another housing tax hit. Let's have a look. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Florian Heiser, and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I have my afternoon stein of coffee, which has actually been chilling in the fridge, so it's nice and cold. Perfect for a wonderfully hot Brisbane day. When I thought we would have a look at this article from the ABC, written by Asim Karem, and it's to do with changes to capital gains tax for Australian expats. Now, this is interesting to consider the potential implications this would have on the Australian housing market. Now, if there are a lot of expats, and I know some of you that are watching are Australians based overseas, let us know in the comments if this is going to influence the financial decisions you have around your house. Because capital gains tax is just the the worst of the jealousy taxes. I think I think fringe benefit is the worst jealousy tax, and then probably capital gains tax is a close second. So let's have a look. Thousands of Australians, Australian expats, face tax slug under changes to capital gains tax main residence exemption. Australian property owners living overseas have until the end of June to sell their homes if they want to avoid big capital gains tax bills. For decades, Australians living abroad have been able to claim the capital gains tax exemption on the family home. This exemption was available so long as the home was rented out for no more than six years at a time. But in early December, the federal government finally passed through the Senate its $581 million plan to change capital gains tax arrangements for people living overseas. The law basically eliminates the CGT exemption for Australian expatriates that has been in place since September 20, 1985. So another, another benefit that previous generations have enjoyed has been removed. Is this a good thing or a bad thing for the economy? Think about it. If there's going to be more housing flooding the market before June, I can't imagine the number of expats is going to be high enough to make a, a big hit to the economy. To avoid this capital gains tax, it's more taxation for, for businesses. Maybe it's less incentive for expats to maintain property in Australia. Less incentive for them to maintain that link to Australia. What do you reckon, guys? It's interesting to con con contemplate. It means that potentially thousands of Australians will be hit with capital gains tax if they sold their property while a resident overseas. And the tax bill will date back from the time the owner purchased their home, not the point at which they moved overseas. So, that that is nasty. That is nasty, isn't it? So, can you get around this by just moving back and spent staying, you know, on holiday here in Australia for three months and then flipping it? For someone who purchased in the late 1980s, that could mean a hefty tax bill. But under the law, foreign residents who already held property on the 9th of May 2017 will be able to claim the capital gains tax main residence exemption if they sell their property on or before the 30th of June 2020. So it's a, a torturous pathway towards becoming law. Oh boy. The changes first flagged in the 2017-18 federal budget have received much criticism from the expat community and their advisors causing the federal government to delay the proposed measures until after the election. See, this is the thing. 
this is the thing. We can all raise hell and, and contact our politicians and say we're angry at this. We don't want this cash ban. We don't want this. So they just delay it till after the election. It drops out of the news. Everyone forgets about it. And something else boils up to the media's attention. And they do it anyway. But Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg told ABC News in July that proposed change remains our government policy when asked if it would still proceed. KPMG tax partner uh, Merida Hinrich said the policy's measures pathway through the parliament process had been tortuous. The impact will fall on Australians living overseas currently or in the future who sell their Australian main residence while living overseas. I mean, just think about that. If, if you've got people who have you know, worked and are living overseas and then were counting on that capital gains for their retirement, how's that going to make them feel? It will also apply to foreign nationals who buy a home in Australia to live in while working here, which they then sell after returning to their home country. So is this just going to force people to stay in the country? Maybe, maybe you know, sell it quicker, sell it a little bit cheaper, to make sure they get it so they, they don't have to pay that capital gains tax. Our, our whole taxism is just such a convoluted BS mess, isn't it? So much complexity to it. It is insane. It really, really is. They need to simplify the hell out of it. If they're going to steal from us, at least make it efficient. You know, all these loopholes and complexities. and uh, You know, if you stand on your tippy toes and touch your nose, you get a 3% bonus if the moon is above the ocean. I, I don't know. Furthermore, it will impact Australians who ordinarily live overseas and have their main residence overseas, but who come to reside in Australia for a temporary period. The Tax Institute's senior tax counsel, Bob Deutsch, called it an outrageous piece of legislation. No one knows how many people are likely to be affected by these draconian measures, but it will certainly be in the thousands, he wrote in a blog that he shared with the ABC News. If we are genuine in wanting to build an agile, innovative workforce, we have to do better than this, a genuine in wanting to build an agile, innovative workforce. I find it ludicrous. I'm going to bring up, I haven't shown, shown these, you know, this website for a while, guys. I haven't shown this website for a while. It's been several episodes, but we will jump over and have a look at the complexity of the Australian economy. Thumbs up if you knew which one I was going to. We're 59th in the world, according to the OEC. Let's have a look at the Harvard Atlas. Where are we sitting here? And this is for people who haven't seen it. I know regulars are familiar with these websites. 93rd in the world. So yes. Oh, that's a website that's not working. I need to check that link. Energy data's down at the moment, guys. If we have a look at the economy, our GDP growth is growing down. Wage growth is non-existent. Building approvals are trending down. Where's the innovation? Where's the innovative workforce? Where do we get that? How do we have an agile? I understand where he's coming from. We need to reduce taxation. We need to reduce the burden of the state on the citizen, particularly the citizen who wants to be an entrepreneur, who wants to try and create a business. We've got this funny situation where they, it's, it's so complicated, guys. It really is. Atlas Wealth Management Managing Director Brett Evans said a high number of Australian expats would get caught out because many won't be aware the previous six-year temporary absence rule was no longer applicable. In our daily discussion with Australian expats, very few people are aware of what's been proposed, he said. 
so exceptions for certain life events apply. The federal government made some amendments to its original 2017 proposal that provided taxpayers with exceptions based on certain life events, such as terminal medical conditions, death or divorce. The hardship relief will only apply when an individual has been a foreign resident for a period of six continuous years or less, and only in very limited and unfortunate circumstances, she said. It would also be available if the resident moved back into their home before putting it on the market, she said. Or doesn't that mean they're no longer a foreign resident? RSM Australia Associate Director Tax Services Tracy Dunn told ABC News the exemption was unclear in the case of a divorce. The legislation and explanatory memorandum are silent on the impact on Australian tax residents who obtain the ownership interest in a dwelling from a former spouse who subsequently becomes a foreign resident. Ms. Dunn said. She said if the property is not transferred in accordance with the Tax Act and the spouse transferring it is a foreign resident at the time of the transfer, the Australian resident spouse will only be eligible for a partial main residence exemption on the later sale of the property. Meanwhile, the foreign resident transferring the property will be ineligible to claim the main residence exemption relating to their period of ownership and the life event will not be covered by the act, she said. Yes, simple, easy to understand. This is an absurd outcome, particularly considering the dwelling may have been in the family home for the entire period of ownership, Miss Dunn said. And here's an even better one. Taxpayers may not have kept records dating back to 85. I mean, this is crazy. Aren't we? We're only expected to keep records for six years. This is just nuts. Robin uh, Jacobson, senior tax trainer at Tax Banter, who has been campaigning against the law, said despite the amendments based on certain life events, major problems existed. She said the biggest issue was that most people had not kept adequate records about expenses relating to a property purchase that may date back to the late 1980s. I mean, how thorough are you with your records, guys? Do you keep them back that far? Paper piles up. And even digitally, it's a, it's a, a pain. The issue is, is that in calculating the capital gains, uh, it is based on the original cost base, she said. And in many cases, adequate record keeping will not have been maintained and people will not be able to establish what their cost base is, Ms. Jacobson added. This does not include the original purchase price, but acquisition costs, holding costs, and improvements to the family home. Ms. Dunn was also concerned that many taxpayers would not have retained capital grains tax records to properly work out their cost base. The government repeatedly ignored calls to allow for a market value uplift for foreign residents on existing Australia, on exiting Australia, Ms. Dunn said. Unless the Commissioner of Taxation uses his administrative powers to enable former residents to estimate the cost base of their property on a reasonable basis, many former Australians may be unfairly overtaxed, she said. Unfairly. I'd argue that most taxation is unfair, but nonetheless. What, it, what is a fair tax? That's a, that's a question for another video, guys. How the law change may apply. To demonstrate how the law change would impact expats, Mr. Deutsch gave the example of a fictional couple, Elizabeth and Barry, who purchased a home in Melbourne in Elizabeth's name on the 1st of April, April Fool's, 91 for 1.2 million. In January 2019, Elizabeth gets offered a senior position in a bank in England on an initial two-year contract, but renewable by a joint agreement. She accepts and the couple leave for England in April 2019 when renting out the property 
on a one-year lease. The job turns out to be a perfect fit, and Barry has found a job in England, so the couple decide to stay there permanently. On the 1st of April 2021, the Melbourne property is sold for $4.6 million. And they'll pay a whole lot of tax, guys. As a result of the law, if Elizabeth is a foreign resident at the time of sale, which is likely on these facts, she will be um, quite observably be denied the benefit of the main residence exemption. He said her capital gains tax based on one of two ways of assessing it would be 1.8 million, 4.6 minus the 1.2 reduced by 46.67%. That's just crazy. An alternative, he said, would be for Elizabeth to come back to Australia and re-establish her Australian residency for the sole purpose of allowing her to sell her property free of the capital gains tax liability, or at least a very reduced liability. But he said this poses a logistic nightmare and raises a further question as to whether general anti-avoidance rules may apply. That's the thing. They've got all these anti-avoidance rules, which is another whole thing. The scheme gives rise to a tax benefit in the form of an exemption which would have applied but for her manoeuvres, she said. All this can leave some advisors to expatriates like Elizabeth in quite some quandary as to what exactly is the best advice to give in such a case. In addition, as Elizabeth will be taxed on the capital gains calculated using the original cost base, she'll need to have kept original accurate records of her purchase. He said this was unlikely given her property purchase data back to 1991. So there we have it, guys. I wasn't really, well, I wasn't keeping track of these type of things when uh, this was put forward in Parliament. So this is the first I've heard of it. And it really just, I mean, if they've got more than one property and they're selling the other ones, they're still going to pay the tax there. What do you all think about this? Is it just showing you the complexity of our taxation system? I mean, there's a whole wealth of people that want to maintain the complexity because it gives the advisor something to talk about. But we'll see. We will see. Do you think, do you think this will have an impact, guys, on the amount of property sold in this coming six months? Do you think there will be a flood of property from expatriates coming onto the market here in Australia? Could that have an impact? Could there be enough people there I mean, if we've got a short shortage of supply, maybe. How many people are buying from overseas at the moment in that top quartile, which is pushing up the price, at least in the media's eyes? Let me know your opinion in the comments below, guys. If you're a fan of the channel, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to help support us produce more content, we have a Patreon where you can give a small monthly donation. We also have the ability for you to become a member of the channel, receive additional perks, like emojis and icons for you to use. Finally, we have a very own merch from the Heiser Says blog, handmade pocket squares made by Rachel herself. And we have affiliate links for Amazon, eBay, and Independent Reserve, where we re receive a share of any purchase or transaction you make at no cost to you. These are great ways for you to support content creators. And I've noticed some people have been buying their Blu-ray DVDs on there. Thank you very much. And finally, we also have PayPal, as some people have been asking for you to make donations to us that way. And thank you to all the generous donations over the New Year's period. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. And expats, get moving on those properties. Come back for a month and sell. We'll see if that works. Or they'll nab you with those avoidance laws. See you, everyone.